I always love the VR when you, you know, have to scratch something and then everybody's hand. <laughs> you zombie. <laughs> I've never been a sphere in cylinders before. It's very interesting. <laughs> Takes our uh, individuality away. We're all part of the collective now. <laughs> I like it. You'll probably see we'll keep making symbols or it's fine. Just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Trying to figure out how to best communicate with my my body. <laughs> have funny ears. <laughs> <laughs> Until you guys have done a few of these, you've explored every every possible <laughs> angle here. Binoculars. That's a good one. <laughs> my favorite is the butt. Yeah. <laughs> go. that. He's got a butt hanging out of the table. <laughs> See. You don't need oh like Half Life, Alex. We got, <laughs> we got spheres. We're good. Just need Tic Tacs and gumballs, baby. <laughs> exactly. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, Episode One Nineteen, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I am PJ, Wookie, and joining us is the dev team behind the game Atlas Mystery of VR Puzzle. <laughs> Atlas Mystery of VR Puzzle Game. We were talking to Nathan and Eric. How's it going, guys? Great. No, yeah, thanks yeah. for having us on. <laughs> going good. <laughs> Excited to talk. The... We'll get into the game, but damn, it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> love yeah, thank so, you. Yeah. So first off, how did you arrive on a escape room type game, and, and how did you choose VR for it? All right. Yeah, that is a, a story. So... Um, so funny enough, like my background isn't really even in game development. Um, I, I know I'm a trader. I'm sorry. I'll leave now. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually, I, I work mainly in film. Um, and I've, I've worked at a variety of, of film studios over the years. So I've worked at, uh, around pictures with MGM. I worked at Blumhouse productions and, um funny enough one of the uh films that we released at blumhouse uh and i i worked on sort of the the like marketing and distribution campaign for it and one of the films that we released was called the belco experiment and uh dan clifton who heads up top right corner who uh is you know it's an xr company and they developed atlas but they also developed belco vr which was a collaboration uh, between the studio that I was working for to promote the movie, The Belko Experiment, and his company. So really my first like foray into VR was working with Dan uh, in order to create Belko VR, which, you know, it was a promotional game, but it was an escape room. And we, we had a lot of fun like creating that game. And it, it kind of it was kind of in the infancy of VR, so it was back in like 2017. So like you didn't have the Quest headset, you didn't have kind of like the all-in-one setup yet. But you know, we created this like 15-minute escape room to promote this movie that we were working on, and it it kind of found a life of its of its own, which is kind of funny. Um, it helped that it was a free experience, but uh, yeah, it kind of took off on Steam, and uh, I think it was in Viveport in kind of the early days too. So 
yeah, we started seeing like like a lot of engagement, even to this day, like, you know, five years later, almost six years later, uh, it still still gets crazy amount of downloads. So, you know, we wow. collaborated on that together. And, you know, many years later, Dan and I, like, we're also working together on this, you know, creating this film studio. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of came together for a little bit and I kind of approached him first and I was like, Hey, like working on Belco VR was fun, but it was, you know, it was tied to this movie. It was tied to this IP. Uh, it'd be cool to do, you know, like a brand new original escape room puzzle game and just like really grow it and do something that's a lot bigger in scale. Like Belco was, you know, like a 15 minute kind of promotional game. You know, we wanted to do something that was like a few hours and this full kind of like narrative backstory to it and all that. So yeah, it actually came together really quickly, like within really like month and a half or so after talking about, you know, the, the basic concepts, we were able to get the financing. We were able to like, within about four weeks, I got through the, like the game design document kind of had the whole thing scripted out. So we were able to wow. jump into a, uh, <laughs> Yeah, development very quickly. You know, Nathan, who works for Top Right Corner, you know, jumped on and uh, yeah, in in the development cycle for like a year after that. And now here we are. Oh, that's really quick. <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> for how good the game is. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah no, Nathan, <laughs> uh, Nathan put in a lot of work on that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, when, they, when they first told me, they're like, okay, here's all the stuff we want. Uh, originally, they're like, okay, we have about six months. I was like, okay, so that's impossible, <laughs> but let's do it. <laughs> We're like, that's the attitude we need for this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to tell you, normally when we have a guest on, like I'll kind of look at the screen a lot, but I'm, I'm, I haven't finished the game, so I haven't looked at it once. I don't want to see anything, <laughs> any spoilers or nice, anything. Yeah, so. avoid those spoilers. <laughs> Mine freaked out, and mine's just black screen, so I'm, I'm lucky, no spoilers. <laughs> oh, I just noticed that. What the heck, Wookie? Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, like, um, the game itself, like the atmosphere, like, holy crap! Like you guys nailed it. And for listeners and watchers and Wookie who haven't played it yet, like, it, there's a little, it's a little creepy. <laughs> You're in this whole movie theater trying to make it through, and it's just like the sound, the music, like it's all tied together so well, like. You guys knocked it out of the park. It's it's pretty epic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, that was a big, big, big focus for us was, you know, we knew like we didn't have the same budgets that like a you know, AAA VR game would have. So, you know, we kind of pulled on our film experience a lot, too. And, you know, through making film, low budget films in particular, you know, you learn a lot of tricks to to kind of make things seem a lot bigger than they are. Um, so. Yeah, that was a big focus for us was like using we knew we couldn't do crazy animations. We knew we couldn't do like, you know, full like mocap or, you know, um, really sophisticated character animations that would really hold up kind of in the current landscape of, of VR. So we kind of went to like the uh, like the indie film toolkit and it's like, you know, <laughs> using a lot of uh, like lighting tricks, putting a lot of focus on music and sound design. Um, even just like some narrative points to just like a lot of people who play through the game always tell us that they feel like they're being watched the whole time, <laughs> uh, which is interesting because there's like, you know, 
it's all just kind of a subconscious feeling that you get just from kind of the lighting choices that we made, obscuring a lot yeah. of things in shadow. I 100% um, agree with that. It, it does feel that way. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's plus we we threw a lot of narrative elements in there too. Where like sometimes you'll read through papers or you know like script pages that you find, and it kind of like there's kind of like this you know crazy kind of meta feeling of like you're reading pages that are kind of spelling out what you're going through, and you know we're implying that you are being watched or that there is this kind of like presence <laughs> that's observing you, and you know little things like that just kind of help sell the immersion. Um, when you you know don't have a a ton of a ton of resources to work with, I think you guys did some creative um, work in that aspect. With like, when I, if I'm talking, I'm not going to go too far. I'm just going to talk about the first part of the game, so I don't spoil anything. But like, there's a popcorn machine. It's a movie theater. So just the way you handled like filling up the popcorn, like it, it worked really well. It was like it well. Don't take this wrong. It seems simple. I'm sure it's not, but just the way it works and <laughs> and the way you react with it, it's really interesting. It's... Yeah, that was a headache for yeah. you, right, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, there there was a lot of things in the game where they're like, okay, we want to do it this way. Like originally, you know, classic, you know, uh, they're like, okay, let's just fill the machine up with like individual popcorn pieces that all are <laughs> physics based. I'm like. So that's just not going to work. So like, you guys told me six months. I had to come with some Yeah, some system to make it work and feel like you're still dealing with a bunch of individual pieces without having to simulate thousands of physics objects in VR. Yeah, um, yeah it was fun. Fun challenge for sure. Maybe you can. So like, what you came up with. Versus, like, if you did take the time to individually do each kernel, which I think would be nuts. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, like, I actually liked it more because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if that was actually going to be, like, individual popcorn. But, like, just the create the creativity you had with it, like, I actually liked that more than I think I would the, the actual individually crafted pieces, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it worked out. I think it's one of those things that it... It makes sense and it, it it worked out pretty well and it's super efficient. Like I mean, it's you know, we could have a hundred people doing that on the screen at one time and probably be fine performance wise. So awesome. Yeah, that was a big challenge. Was just every you know, there's it it was a big kind of deal breaker for us where we didn't want this to feel like a uh, kind of like level based or like more turn based escape room game um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of experiences out there that are like that's why we call it a puzzle game mainly as opposed to like you know we labeled it a puzzle game as, as opposed to just like a pure escape room game because a lot of escape room games you have this connotation of like okay there's like a handful of like rooms that you choose from you know each room is like uh you know 10 foot by 10 foot kind of very small space and you have a time limit to get out. Like we really wanted to be like, you know, you start off in like a, you know, employee lounge, kind of this like back room of the theater. And we wanted this seamless experience <clears throat> of being able to like go through and kind of unlock different areas of the theater and then be able to, you know, 
at any time kind of revert back and be able to, you know, go back to the the sections that you've already visited. Nice. Which given the kind of tight time frame, you know, <laughs> massive undertaking as far as just figuring out seamless loading points, figuring out how to manage performance and make sure that in no single moment are you rendering too much. And that's the, I mean, this was all just kind of the balancing act that, that Nathan had to, had to work, but you know, ultimately it, it gives you this feeling that like you really are thrown into this very, you know, very real, very atmospheric environment. And another thing that we leaned heavily on too, was that, you know, we had kind of like a limit of objects, limit of, you know, polygons that we could kind of push this all to. So, you know, we really focused in on like design work and creating, you know, textures that didn't feel uh, stock or in, in any way and making sure that like we had illustrated film posters that felt very detailed and very unique. And we uh, hired this illustrator, Ronnie Centeno, to, you know, <laughs> like we commissioned, you know, fake film posters, uh, like product design that was reminiscent of that like 40s kind of 50s era. Um, and just made sure that like every object was, you know, had some sort of like unique element to it. So it really felt like a polished experience, even though, you know, we kind of had to keep the number of things that we had in the game just like under control, you know? Right. Yeah, you mentioned the starting area. I really liked how you guys handled that. And maybe I'm wrong, but I've done a lot of escape rooms in real life and they're cool for what they are, but like locks and keys, you know, enough <laughs> is enough. But you right. guys, in my opinion, like your starting area, you kind of, you know, showed off each mechanic and got the player familiar with it. And I, you kind of use like the, the old tropes of uh, escape rooms to like teach. And then after that, it was like totally, you know, original, you know, for the most part, like original puzzles and things. So I thought that was really neat how you did that. And like you said, the seamless transition and the, the fact you can go back is, I thought that was really cool too. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say like, yeah, there's, like there are moments where, you know, it was kind of easy to like default into kind of like standard escape room design. And like, we'd have to like catch ourselves occasionally be like, oh, we're like handling a lot of keys or a lot of locks at this <laughs> moment. Let's get like more, like we're in virtual reality. Let's like, let's get more crazy <laughs> with it. Let's get more creative with like the different types of objects that you're handling. Cause like I've, I just played an escape room a couple of weeks ago where it was like, you know, I handled like 20, like 20, you know, number combination locks, like the whole yeah. time I was there. And like, <laughs> after a while, you're like another four number sequence, like, you know, yeah. so yeah, we, you know, at some point we're like, well, let's like make, you know, you have to discover a bunch of like buttons and symbols and, you know, those symbols could be hidden in some ways. And yeah, you can really like, like we wanted to to make it feel like it was kind of rooted in reality, like you were transported to a different time. So, you know, you're not like trying to escape from like an alien spaceship or something like that, <laughs> but, um, you know, still kind of pushing it to like, you wouldn't do these things in like a real life escape room, you know? And there are certain like yeah. kind of trippy things that we could play with in VR that just kind of push it past that like reality realm. Yeah if the atmosphere and the music and just the overall look it wasn't enough when i got to the um serving area and the way i'm not going to spoil it but one of the puzzles involved like a combo like a food combo mm -hmm. and i'm that that hooked me like I'm, that's it that's so neat 
come in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so creative. Like, you use the environment and and all the different things that are actually at a movie theater, not like, you know, take this key over here and do it. Like, I mean, there was a key at one point, but like yeah. the combo, <laughs> the food combo was just, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And like, you know, early on, the, the whole concept was like, you know, let's, let's set this thing in, in like an old, well, originally I was thinking what's, what's a cool environment for an escape room that we just haven't really seen before. And that, you know, both has like kind of tied in narrative potential, but also, you know, a kind of baked in just interesting puzzle design elements to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big movie fan. I haven't made that obvious. So <laughs> It's, you know, it very quickly kind of came together in my mind that I was like, oh, like, I love those old movie theaters. Like, it's like a lot of them have been torn down. They don't really exist anymore. Um, and like the few that are around, you know, it's kind of like few and far in between. So, you know, let's recreate one from the ground up and like, you know, have total control over the design and everything of it. And then, yes, yeah, at this kind of like, you know, cool escape room with a very kind of baked in story. Um, and yeah, like I actually worked at uh, a few uh, kind of like independent movie theaters because I was, I was born in LA and uh, been working here like pretty much my whole life. So, um, you know, I, I would hear all these like crazy stories and so many of these theaters would have like these insane histories of like, <laughs> you know, people being like shot in the lobby and like the <laughs> theaters being haunted. And like, this was all real life stuff that I was kind of like steeped in for a long time. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the story elements that you pick up in Atlas is inspired by just kind of like all the crazy stories I've heard during the time working at these, these places, allegedly haunted places. That's really cool. <laughs> it's kind of like a history of that then for your, for that area. It's really neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it was before the game came out, you guys shared it and I was streaming it and mm -hmm. I had to remind myself that I was streaming it. Cause like when you come out of that starter lounge or the coworker area for the tutorial, you, you open the doors and you come out there and there's like a movie poster there. And I, there's just like the coolest, there's a couple of them and they just look like I spent five minutes just sitting there looking at them and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm streaming. that's probably, probably not what people want to see, but I was just like in awe, like it looks so good. <laughs> just oh, captured yeah. me. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, again, a testament to, um, the artist Ronnie, who like, I, I knew I kind of wanted to work with pretty early going into this, uh, like the development cycle of this game. And yeah, he like, it's just so funny because he specifically focuses on like, like his interests and kind of a lot of the work that he does is on like 40s, 50s era, like product design. So <laughs> as soon as I kind of told him the concept of this, um, he was like, oh man, like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. So, you know, I, I came up with like in the script for the game, we actually had like the fake movie poster names and the taglines and everything. Um, so I just gave him those and didn't really give him like, like I gave him some references. I'd say like, oh, you know, we want to do like a cheesy, like 50s sci-fi poster, you know, like uh, um, it from beyond, like some of those like crazy movies of the era. And yeah, he like, 
very i mean we went through maybe like two revisions on it honestly like he would come back with a sketch and we'd be like perfect it's done you know just color it and we're good uh he knew like exactly what we we're going for and he did like originally I actually just commissioned him to do the movie posters but he ended up doing like all the labels for like the soda the candy bar i think he even nice. did the uh uh at some point you discover some like frames that kind of have like a murder scene like portrayals on them so he did a lot of that he did this one image of a ghost that you kind of encounter later in the game uh and yeah even did the uh key art that we have up here so <laughs> his his role expanded very quickly as soon as we started <laughs> getting him working on the game nice what, just a sidebar what kind of stuff since that's his main focus in design what does he what else does he do what is a job that consists of designing 40s ish stuff <laughs> yeah time um, traveler. I mean, I, <laughs> time traveler exactly time traveler. <laughs> um oh, i think he works for like uh he works as an illustrator for a bunch of like animation studios so i think he's freelance and uh he's 40 yeah kind of <laughs> seems like it yeah cool So now that the game's out and it's out on Steam, Oculus, Viveport, correct? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, like, do you have plans for anything after that or additions to the base game? Or is it kind of like, we did it, we love it, time to move on? Or do you guys have <laughs> any plans like that? Or Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, so i mean yeah right now like we are just kind of getting the word out about the game and you know we're trying to um you know right now we are in app lab right now so um you know we've had like whole hour-long conversations <laughs> and whatnot about this but and you know it's it can be kind of difficult from just like a pure like traffic and exposure perspective to like get the word out about uh the game and all that but i mean so far we've been really happy with just like how many people have discovered it and just the reception overall like the uh you know all the reviews that we've gotten in have been have been great and we're just you know we're happy to see people really responding to like you said the the atmosphere um the story uh you know originally i really just like I, i'm a big fan of like resident evil games and like mist and those kind of like you know the more that you explore the more you kind of discover so that was kind of how we oriented the narrative in this game um and i'm I, you know it's kind of like i wasn't sure if people were really going to respond to that but you know, people really like just exploring the theater like spending time in that environment and just like digging into the the mystery of it all and you know the game really does reward you like if you really search every corner you know you can piece together this really large story um and this whole you know kind of history of the theater um so yeah like i mean we've been really happy with the response and we definitely plan to you know keep like adding to the game you know tweaking the game in some ways and uh yeah just like you know we have some potential dlc plan that we would love to do um i think 
there's a lot of ways that we could expand on the story a bit. And I think there's a lot that we had to cut. And actually, in the early kind of stages of developing this game, we we had a lot of additional rooms in the theater that we just had to cut due to like budget and scheduling reasons. So some really cool environments that like are just intrinsic to like the that kind of like theater. Um so ideally I'd want to kind of bring some of that stuff in and we can, you know, expand the just the kind of world that we've built with some additional puzzles and you know we've been talking a lot about kind of putting some interesting spins on the type of like escape room gameplay that we've already developed with kind of like uh different types of puzzle schemes and and just really like pushing kind of what you can do you know with an escape room in VR so i mean that's that's kind of where i want to i want to take it um yeah and and i know we had like three or four different endings that we came up with at some point um, and, you know, yeah. due to time and everything, we weren't really able to get a really like giant ending. Like we had like whole another place you would go to for the ending. We had like different ideas along those lines. And you know, a lot of that had to be kind of simplified due to like just time and stuff. So that's definitely one thing that we would, uh, you know, think about, you know, going back and maybe making a whole new ending for it. Uh, with the same mm -hmm. story, just more more stuff going on in that ending place. Yeah, like one thing that we talked about is like we want to be able to kind of see, like, like some early concepts we had were like you know being able to see a lot more of like what actually happened and bringing it to more of a you know a climax in that way, and like uh, you know being able to actually like affect you know, the outcome of, of the murder. I mean, things start to get pretty like supernatural towards the end. <laughs> um, and yeah, we know we've, we've built this funny world with like all these fictional films too, that all kind of fall within like, <laughs> you know, the filmography of this, of this director. So we've even thrown around ideas like being able to, you know, like jump into some of that in some way. Um, and like almost like entering the films and starting to like play with time uh, a bit. And I think that just, you know, from like a pure writing and puzzle design standpoint, that just kind of like sparks the imagination and opens up like a whole yeah. <laughs> new, you know, like possibility of building puzzles around like, you know, film, Maybe. like old film tech and all that stuff. I was going to say, can you just sit down and like operate the film camera and you guys put some old like, you know, quickly animated small short films in there but if you can go into the films and do stuff mm -hmm. that'd be <laughs> yeah that'd be yeah no exactly yeah. that kind of stuff and you know the whole idea was like we're, we're going to build a puzzle game around old film technology and you know we did a lot of that you know trying to like dance around spoilers here but like with project with the projector um you know with some of like we even went with like an old kinetoscope which is like this old like flip book style yeah. Uh, animation like, device that they use like way back mm -hmm. yeah yeah which like <laughs> not really how a kinetoscope works but you know simplified <laughs> it a little bit to be a bit more user-friendly um so yeah i think like surprisingly like i, I was kind of worried i was like are we going to run out of you know kind of things to base this all around but no like there's still so much that like we had to cut and then that i would want to include 
in, in future versions of this and like would really like originally I even had a puzzle that kind of played with stop motion a little bit and like looking at things through different perspectives <laughs> to like solve this kind of like stop motion puzzle. So yeah, like all that I would love to love to bring into something new, you know, with the game. I, that sounds awesome. I hope you get to it. Um, but yeah, just like going off the, the characters, like film biography or filmography, like you said, you could go to any kind of world you wanted. Just he made this sci-fi movie, so that's that. You know, like yeah, that's no, pretty exactly. crazy. Those old cheesy dinosaur movies, like the obviously <laughs> fake dinosaurs and <laughs> giant clay monster. That'd be pretty crazy. That does get the ideas going. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like in the game, you see like he has like a fictional western. He has a sci-fi, uh, like a fifty sci-fi movie. Uh, he has this like, like '40s era ghost movie. So there's like, yeah, there's a ton of stuff to to play with. Um, and yeah, as a film lover, I'm just like aching to to jump <laughs> back into it. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, you know, like you said, the game is out on Quest. It's out on Steam. It's out on Viveport. Um, we've been super happy with just the amount of people that have been discovering it, and it's kind of you know been growing just through through word of mouth and everything. Um, and you know, we're, we're entering the summer of steam sales too, which is always exciting. So nice. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping that pretty soon we'll be able to have a gauge on like when we can roll out some additional content for this thing, because, uh, we love kind of what we built and we want to just keep, you know, growing it kind of beyond the base game. That's exciting. I always wonder, it seems like it'd be fun to make puzzles and things, but yeah. Is it as fun as you think it'd be, or does it? Do you run out of ideas, and is it like, okay, I need one more puzzle? What can I do? Like, what's what's that uh, whole conversation in your head like? <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely it was tricky. Um, I mean, really, where I started was just kind of like a list of, you know, immediately when you think of the concept, there's a few things that just kind of jump to the top of your top of your mind. You're like, okay, like I know I want to do a projector based puzzle. Um, I want to do something with film strips because that's, you know, definitely puzzle potential there and something we haven't really seen before. Um, and then really it was just research, like going into, you know, old photos and, and looking at like all these old theaters and just like seeing certain things and being like, oh, like, what's that crazy thing? Like, oh, we're, <laughs> I can definitely build a puzzle around that. Um I think the trickiest thing, honestly, was just like trying to avoid repetition. <laughs> Cause, mm -hmm. And like, I'm thankful these guys were able to check me every once in a while <laughs> to be like, do you really need like a four, you know, another four number combination puzzle? Like <laughs> yeah. we've kind of done that yeah. a few times at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, occasionally I would, you know, there'd be a little bit of a stretch sometimes where it'd be like, okay, like we really need a puzzle to kind of fit within this, you know, this larger scheme of, you know, from like starting the room to like, when you design a puzzle, you always think like, okay, you start, you know, the player starts at this point and at some point, you know, they enter this kind of like bottleneck at, at this later point. And then you kind of build out this giant flow of everything that happens in between and all the different permutations of what could happen. So that was really important to us was that it's like, you know, you don't, 
we didn't want it to feel like super linear. We didn't want it to feel like every time someone plays it, they have to solve like every specific puzzle in a row um, mm -hmm. in the same order. Mm -hmm. We wanted them to be able to explore. We wanted people to be able to solve this puzzle first and then <laughs> be able to, you know, put this object down because they haven't quite figured it out yet and go explore something else. And just kind of like the fun is in gradually figuring out the connections between everything. So, I mean, that was really, that was one of the bigger challenges too. Um, and that just took a lot of trial and error. And we do have some like crazy, you know, whiteboard charts of like, <laughs> <laughs> that are just totally overwhelming and kind of lay out every, every puzzle and how it, you know, kind of leads into the next thing. Um, I did really like how you said, like, you definitely get the feeling you don't have to figure out anything in like a specific order, kind of more right. like an area almost. And that, mm -hmm. that just was like really neat because, and I do the same thing in escape rooms. Like I'll kind of gather everything I find and I'll kind of put it in a little pile near where I found it and dig through yeah. it and see what I can make sense of. And 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 behind that same counter, I just had a pile of everything. I'm sitting there reading everything a couple times. I'm like, all right, what's this? Right. It was it was really neat because you could kind of just move around and figure things out. And if you get stuck, I'll go do this and then I'll come back to it and. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that is the true like escape room experience. Um, and I feel like it's it's hard to capture that in VR. So we we really challenged ourselves to try and to try and figure that out. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly though, like I I knew that we had a short time frame for this, and you know, just working in creative fields for a while. Yeah, you just kind of know that like as much that you can do in prep as possible is just going to be like the differentiator between being able to do like a good game and a great game. So, you know, when we I first shared a lot of the like outlines for the puzzles and everything, like I would jump into Photoshop, do like mock-ups of kind of exactly how I was thinking they they could work. Um just to show, you know, to like leave less room for error because, you know, if you go to someone and say like, I want a box with, you know, four holes and two plugs, like <laughs> that could take any type of form. Like it could be literally <laughs> anything. So, you know, I, I did do pretty much every puzzle. I did a pretty detailed mock-up of kind of what it could look like before, you know, kind of bringing these guys into the fold. Um, and then, yeah, we just had a lot of very frank conversations early on where you guys were like, there's absolutely no way this is going to work. We shouldn't even waste <laughs> time on it, Yeah, <laughs> which I was very thankful for. Um, and then, yeah, you guys came up with a lot of like really cool ways to, to kind of simplify some of the things that I proposed to. Yeah, no, there's, yeah. there's a surprising amount of things in Atlas that just barely work. <laughs> like you guys have no idea how close it was to scrapping like half the puzzles in the game. <laughs> like, wow. It was, there's a lot of technical problems and like, like I, I probably spent a month just on lighting and like, like that little switch you pull, like pretty early on that turns on the power to like the whole place was so frustrating because <laughs> like, you know, we use baked lighting for everything so it's not we don't have like any real-time lighting at all in the game so it's all baked and everything that looks like real-time lighting is all like magic right so <laughs> so having it where you can turn a light switch on and like the lighting changes when you have no real-time lighting 
was the most frustrating yeah. thing. And you would think that someone's done it and someone has the keys and can tell you how to do it. That person yeah. doesn't exist. And if they do, let me know because I couldn't find anything. <laughs> and so we had to go deep into development Ooh. and being like, and, and it, it felt like every other build would be like, okay, we had this thing and the lighting broke again. <laughs> We're like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we should have, yeah. honestly, our credit should have been like lead developer slash magician because there was some crazy <laughs> stuff given, you know, the quest two hardware that, that you pulled off. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it's like, it's the, it's the fun game development stuff of like, Oh, we, you know, tweaked uh like we added a button to a puzzle in the uh projection booth up and now the lighting broke in the lobby it's like just like insane stuff that we would just have to like play through the game for in the regression i mean i've played through it hundreds of times at this point um just to log every possible bug yeah, and I'm pretty sure I lost some years off my life just being like, Eric being like, okay, everything's sure. working great. But when I went to the auditorium, everything was black. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. That's, can't, I guess we can't ship it quite yet. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. it, was, it was crazy. I guess just, your title should just be Jesus. Yeah, I think it should be. Like, honestly, if any like Unity developer looked at what I did to make the decals work on the globe... You would oh, not man. believe me what I had to do. <laughs> like I can show you, like, cause you know, not to get too technical, we we couldn't turn like the whole like a uh, like the little death section uh, setting in like the URP, and we had to turn that off, which means it broke like anything that uses like death data. So we had to do a decal with no death data, and it was painful, <laughs> but I made it work. <laughs> it's it looks good, but you would the behind the scenes there is some crazy stuff going on that should not be going on. <laughs> yeah, and that was the funny thing too, is it was like, oh, you know, having like this like curtains draw back on cue and like fold together and do this like complicated animation, no problem. You know, knock that out. Oh, having this like projected image on a globe, no way. Like it's just it took <laughs> months and it just yeah. like constantly disappears like as soon as you're like ah, i fixed it load the game it's gone and it's just yeah. no yeah sorry about that <laughs> so it sounds like making a game like this is just as big as puzzle as, as the game itself <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, yeah. It, was, it was very difficult um and like i had a, i had one of my friends that works with us too um, he came on, he did the elevator and he set up a lot of the sound stuff, but pretty much everything else was, was, you know, from a programming standpoint, it was just me and, uh, and, and the lighting. I was like, I, you know, I told Dan, you know, the owner of a company, like, we need a lighting guy on the next game because I'm not doing that again because <laughs> that was, uh, that was too much work. I'm not a lighting guy. I'm a programmer. Let me do some programming. <laughs> but um, but yeah, sometimes you know, with, with when you're an indie studio, you know, you, you get to the point where you know, everyone has to learn Photoshop, oh, and everyone has to like be good at these things because, yeah, you know, we don't ha- we can't have dedicated people for every role. So you, you get a lot of you know, people kind of uh. <sighs> Yeah, doing a bunch of everything. <laughs> yeah, like even like I, I'm in no way a developer. Um, but even at some point, like I was jumping into Photoshop to you know design some of the documents that you find scattered around the theater, um, and just kind of started taking on like some of that, uh, just like 
know, art development, um, just because there was so much stuff to get through and just so many intricate things too, that, um, you know, we're just a handful of people trying to get this game done. So, you know, everybody just kind of has to jump in and pitch in wherever they can. Um, and yeah, like another thing too is, and we, we talk about this a lot, but with a escape room puzzle game, like things just can't break. Like, <laughs> you know, it, if you lose a key, like you're done. <laughs> Um, yeah. like a key can't glitch outside the map or something like that because it just stops you in your tracks. Like if you're playing, you know, a shooter game or something on quest, it's like, you know, you lose like a mag or something. It's like, okay, like you just move on. But you know, with this, it's like, everything has to be very precise and there's a lot of weight just put on interactions and stuff. So we had to yeah. be very, very <laughs> cautious about, you know, Anytime we push an update too, we just run through everything again. Like we can't just check that area. It's like we change this one thing. All right, let's start from the beginning and let's work through the whole game and make sure you know nothing's broken, no like random bugs have popped up. Because uh, yeah, that's like that's all the difference. So a lot of pressure, <laughs> yeah. but definitely pushes you to create like a a very polished experience. Yeah, the, the third part of any clue like just kind of glitches into the counter or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you never sees it. It's like you're that's it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah, like sometimes when I play like uh, Steam games, you know, through Oculus Link or whatever, and you can't pick stuff up off the floor. Mm -hmm. That'll like the puzzle game. Like you need that thing on the floor and you can't get it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's another thing with the VR too. And it's like, it's, I think it's just become part of kind of like the VR, uh, development and publishing cycle too, is like, there's so many permutations of like different kinds of hardware and controls that someone could, could be using to play your game that it's just, it's so hard to account for all of that. This is getting a bit yeah. into like the weeds. Um, that's all right. <laughs> but you know, like you, you buy a PlayStation game, you play it on a PlayStation, like that's, that's what you got. But, you know, you publish a Steam VR game and, you know, people could be playing it through the index. They could be playing it through the quest. Um, there's like all these different types of, of hardware combinations that you could be using. So, yeah. you know, we, we just had to be very attentive to that, especially during like the first, you know, 24, 48 hours of the game's release is, you know, occasionally it's like, <laughs> Man, like I have this headset from ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've like kind of downloaded this patch to be able to connect these controllers, and it's not handling <laughs> just right. And you're like, well, <laughs> you know, we'll kind of do what we can and patch what we can to be able to create the best experience. But um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think we're. I'm really good. I, I feel really good about where we ended up, though. Like, I think a lot of people are able to. We we're able to push it out to as like wide an audience as possible, and pretty much anyone with a VR headset kind of has access to it, uh, which is cool. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like for that guy with a ten year old headset kind of thing. Like, can you mail us your headset and your controllers? So we can try it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it's what, a virtual boy. Yeah. That's what blows my mind with VR devs, and that's a lot of the half the reason we kind of started the podcast because you know it's everything's 
still new. Everything's wild west. Like you couldn't find help with lighting. Like as some those yeah. things still don't exist. Where like flats traditional gaming, there's all you, not saying anyone could do it, but a lot of people can do it. Mm-hmm. But VR, like it's not only the mechanics and everything's brand new. You are also dealing with all kinds, like more than anything any other platform, like all the different headsets, technology, sensors, hand tracking, you know field of view like all the things that you hear about when people are talking about vr and it's just like you guys are like my heroes that's why i I talk to dev (laughs) so much because and you're all like small team well not all of everyone but most teams are like small or solo and it's just i don't know how you guys do it like you said you have to wear a lot of hats and do everything Mm -hmm. it's it's insane yeah no i I must say though like eric was was the best person to work with like he had the document ready. He had screenshots of stuff. He had like everything written out and he was always like available. Just like, I don't know what you mean by this. He'd jump on like an hour call with you and be like, okay, how about we do? And, and it was great. It, it was definitely a very smooth experience from my end to just have someone who did everything ready. And I didn't have to like, cause like the previous game that I'd worked on, I was basically designing it while programming it. And it's, it's so much easier to have everything laid out there. And you're like, okay, I can, I just, I know what I need to get done. It was, it was nice. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm steeped in like the low budget creative world of like, <laughs> you know, the least you can do is just come prepared and kind of know like exactly what you're shooting for and just have like an idea of like what you want the experience to be. Everything from like, you know, the artwork to like controls and, and that kind of thing. Cause it's just, it's so hard to figure it out. Like it's, it truly is like, you know, building the, the airplane while you're flying it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like it's, I mean, I know that like a lot of people talk about the control scheme too, for the game, which was kind of funny because it was something that you threw in pretty early and like a lot of oh, people yeah. have been really happy with it. And like, it's not that common in VR games, but it's just like, like, I just kind of jumped into it and it was like second nature for a while. Like, as soon as you yeah. explained to me, like how you mapped it, I was like, oh, like, this is great. Like, why isn't this like in like every VR game that I play? Um, yeah, I don't know if you <laughs> want to like talk Nathan about that needs a little raise. bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. No, I mean, we, you know, we have it, you know, set up, you know, uh, you know, one hand is like locomotion like this, you know, we, we, you can move around. Um, and if you press the stick down, you can even sprint and stuff. So you can completely move just with the left hand if you want to, but also, you know, you can push like, uh, up on the right stick for the right hand and you can teleport. So you're not choosing like locomotion. A lot of games do that. They're like, okay, do you want a locomotion or do you want to teleport? Yeah. And we're like, why not both? And, um, and it's great to have both at, at, at the same time, you know, because, yeah. you know, both me and Eric, we do the same thing. We teleport long distances and we locomotion for small distances. And it's just <laughs> gets you the fine movement because, and everyone's done it in a VR game, teleportation. You're like, I need to be slightly closer to that. So I'm going to back up, aim down, yeah. <laughs> try to find like the right spot to teleport to, so I can yeah. move just an inch closer. And we just yep. take all that frustration away, you know? Yeah. So like a lot of that stuff, like you thought about really early and just kind of Mm -hmm. tying back to the, you know, being prepared. So, you know, that just helped us like 
figure out kind of how we were going to stage things. You know, space is so important in in a VR game. Things can't feel like too big or too small and it kind of takes you out of it pretty yeah. quickly. Um, you know, we didn't have the luxury of being able to just like design everything three times. Um, you know, once we kind of got the feeling of, of like space and all that. So, yeah, I think everybody just came to the game really prepared, ready to just kind of like jump into it. And I think the biggest, <laughs> the biggest hurdle for you was just trying to figure out how to implement that inventory system, like, which kind of was a last minute decision, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it, it came together really well. And, you know, we do talk a lot about how, you know, one of the biggest challenges with the game is, and something that you don't really realize when you're playing it, is that there's like a lot of just behind the scenes handholding that you just don't realize is really there. Like, you just feel like I'm just walking through this theater and picking up and interacting with objects. But we really did try to examine it from every angle where it's like, you know, if you grab this paper and you go all the way across to the other end of the theater and you like drop it behind the desk, but it has an important clue on it, you know, and you go back and you forget about it. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're just kind of stuck. So, you know, objects are kind of like limited to certain rooms sometimes. Um, and the inventory system is like, you know, if someone loses an object and or they don't remember where they put it and they like load out and back into the game and it appears in their inventory like puzzle specific objects come back to you if you you know lose them so it's like there's a lot of tricks like that that you know it was a lot of trial and error and just being really you know just examining it from every angle um that really just help kind of you know add to the polish yeah. of the game and make sure people don't get stuck and frustrated yeah yeah i think that's neat it's kind of like a mini hint <laughs> almost yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, now that, that's definitely a hint. If you're like, oh, I can put this in my inventory, probably important. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I mean, my biggest like warning or like advice I can give to any other like, you know, indie devs out here that are making a similar type game is don't do what I did. Because we did, we basically made the whole game and then we're like, oh yeah, now let's add the saving and loading. <laughs> it turns <laughs> out if we would have made that system from the beginning, it probably would have been a lot easier to implement because I had to go back and make sure everything worked with saving and loading. And you can quit out at any time and it'll put you like right back to where you were. All the puzzles that you did were done and all the stuff's like in the same spot. And that was, that was very difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely when it's last minute. Yeah. I, it seems to be a trend of people that, that accomplish great things. They're always like, don't do what I did. <laughs> really good. Yeah, I am very appreciative of the save system, though, because, you know, some days you just have so much time and you're like, I, I want to play that, but I don't want to, you know, I don't have, I have enough time. But if there's a save feature, you feel confident you can pop in and out. And yeah. Barrier to entry if you don't have it. Yeah, and I'm definitely one of those, like, players that, like, you know, when I when I'm done with VR, I just like turn off the headset and like, you know, I'm not like going through like save features and like all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, we we tested it quite a lot where we try and set up really complicated scenarios where like certain puzzles are like half solved, and you know we're like halfway through this room and I've put some objects like in a different place and then just kind of quit out the game and reloaded into it. And yeah, I mean it, it holds up so well. It's just a lot nice. of that back end stuff you just don't even think about, but really mm -hmm. consumed like 
the final two months of, <laughs> of the development stage yeah. really <laughs> yeah yeah no, it was it, it was it was tough but you know I'm, I'm glad with how it turned out and you know one funny little antidote is uh i don't know if you guys know this <laughs> but <laughs> in a lot of european countries they use a comma instead of a decimal point for like you know <laughs> like 14.25 they would do 14 comma 25 I didn't like I knew that, but I didn't really think about that when I was coding certain stuff. And like we had a, a bug for like the first little bit when the game came out where like European players and only European players, sometimes when they would load back in, they would load it like randomly way up in the sky, like just outside the map <laughs> on the like, and they would send us these videos and I'm like, that's impossible. Like that it makes no sense. You you never go up there, so it should never save your position up there. And I was like, I I I, I don't understand how that's happening. So we, you know, we, we quickly put like a, a a patch out where it's like, okay, if you're ever outside the map, it's going to teleport you back in the map. So it's like a quick fix while we while we uh, did it. And then one day I was like taking a shower and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> and <laughs> that just like hit me. Yeah, yeah, and I was like. It, and it it made total sense. I did like some mock-ups and I was like, yep, that's exactly what happened. So I'd like tried to make my machine, my machine pretend like it's European and I uh, did some tests and I was like, yep, it's, I'm getting the exact bug that they were getting. And I, I, you know, finally we fixed it fully and stuff. But uh, it's one of those things where people, when they put in bug reports, they tend not to put what country they're from. So <laughs> we, 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 were, we couldn't find the correlation of like, why are, there are very few players that are getting this one bug, but they all get the exact same bug and none of us can reproduce it. So like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. That was crazy. crazy. For a while we were like, why, like, why are the only bad steam reviews in German? Like what, what's, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah. It should have been a clue in, I guess, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a stretch to just put that two and two together. for. <laughs> Yeah, I love that story because I picture you like sprinting out of the shower and just like <laughs> running so to the computer, just being like, "I got it." Yeah, no, it was it was pretty much like that. I mean, it's it was it was such like a like a you know Jimmy Neutron Blaine brass of being like uh, it just all came to me at once. Being like, "Wait a minute!" Like it, it felt like such a series of steps. It's like Europeans use that, and, and since I'm separating them by commas, then maybe it would I was like, "That totally makes sense." It's just so crazy <laughs> it might work. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah as far as for your delimiter. <laughs> yeah, I use the comma as my delimiter. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean as far as like uh launches go though, it was it was a pretty smooth process. Like there were a few things like that that popped up, but um yeah, we've like rolled out a bunch of patches since then just to like improve gameplay and like add some features that like a lot of like streamers and content creators, one of the options like be able to turn off music and like adjust uh, like sound effect volume and all that kind of stuff. So we rolled out a lot of that stuff. Um, we also added some achievements too on Quest and Steam and Viveport, I think. So mm -hmm. like that was kind of a big thing. That was like the first thing we knew we wanted to do like after release. We we're like we want to immediately just you know get some achievements, and we didn't know exactly how long the time frame would be to add that and everything. But yeah, we turned those around pretty quickly. Um, and that just kind of adds to like for achievement hunters and everything that just kind of adds to the fun of, you know, being able to like take on certain challenges and it kind of like, there's no time pressure like in the theater, um, uh, or in the game, but we did want to add, you know, Oh, if people want to like, you know, try and do more of like a, 
you know, traditional escape room experience, like we do have achievements yeah. that do, you know, kind of on the back end measure the time that you spend, like trying to solve certain puzzles. And if you solve them really quickly, you get certain achievements. So I think that nice. kind of introduced some of the fun, like escape room ish elements into the game. That's I mean, one of those achievements to be like, <laughs> hang on, Mr. Ghost. I'm looking at this comic book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, it's good to accommodate all of the different types of players, but I really like that there were no time limits because, like I said, I'll go sit in a corner and just stare at the whatever objects are there for like minutes and just sit yeah. there like, and just kind of mm -hmm. take it all in. But there's definitely that that tribe of people that like to speed run and like do all that fun stuff. Yeah. But oh yeah, yeah. So turn no. the lights on and off and try to break your lighting. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. I, <laughs> challenge accepted challenge. Uh, it's bulletproof by now i'm sure you can just flick that switch all day and you can quit out flick the switch do all it, it'll it'll stay 90 percent sure <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah see i just have ptsd from handling the switch in like the early stages so i just flick it on and i'm like all right back and away no more, no more switch oh yeah I, it it is like a bad like it's one of those things i feel like a lot of game developers do and it's hard to not do it where you're like you you don't when you're testing you don't want to break it because you're just like please just work, but then you <laughs> gotta break it because you gotta find the problems you know so it's it's a it's a challenge but uh I mean and one thing you know a shout out you know is the music that we had mm. done all custom music for the game, um, just I think elevated it to like way more immersive than it was before like yes, uh. You know, both me and Eric had both run through it many times without music, without sound effects at all. Like, right? Oh. Really, the sound effects <laughs> didn't even go in until like the last month. So we were, we were just playing in silence, and we're like, "Yeah, this is you know, this is pretty cool." And then, yeah, once the music got in and all the sound effects, where you could bang stuff around and make a bunch of noise, we were like, "All right, this is this is pretty awesome, actually." <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. feel like you're being watched and observed, though, are you afraid of making those noises? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should be. You should like, be. Sorry. We and might do a surprise DLC where we actually add something that watches you and just not tell anybody. <laughs> so careful. Ooh. <laughs> I like Speaking it. Speaking of the music. Creepy um, territory. Yeah. For anyone listening, watching, the, the soundtrack is available on Steam too, maybe other places, but I saw it on Steam. So yeah. I highly recommend it. The, the music's great. Yeah. So, yeah, we partnered with uh, Evan Goldman is the composer's name. Um, and... Yeah, like and he primarily does like film scores. So he, uh, you know, approached this kind of like he would scoring a movie. Like I would, I did like a very detailed breakout for him of just like tonally what we were going for in each room and kind of at what stage, you know, in the story you were at at that point. Um, and then I just recorded myself like in the quest playing through the game and kind of breaking it up into different sections and sending it to him. And he would, you know, have it on his, like, the playback of that uh, gameplay, like, on his monitor while he was scoring. And, you know, we talked a lot about, like, influences of, like, the Twilight Zone and um, all that kind of stuff thrown in and just, like... Some Bioshock. Uh, Bernard Herrmann and, yeah, Bioshock. <laughs> and throwing, like, a lot of that stuff kind of into a blender to cr try and create something, you know, new and... Like every time I load into the game, I'm just like when that when that Atlas theme song like kicks in and you're like standing at the base of the theater, it's just like you get chills because it just adds <laughs> so much to the experience. And it's this like 
you know, when I, I remember talking to him once at like, like he called me at like midnight or something, just like he loves to just like immerse himself in this stuff. And we were talking through like the main theme and he was like, I want it to feel like you're about to go on like an adventure. You know, there's this kind of like sinister air to it, but at the same time, there's kind of this, like, you know, we're kicking off this, this kind of like exploratory, you know, type of game. And, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Like if you can do that, then that's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, and yeah, like he like absolutely pulled it off. Like you listen to that track and you're like, yeah, like I feel all those things. Um, and yeah, he like, he also designed the music to just get progressively creepier, like, and just <laughs> introduce like a lot more like low frequency stuff and, you know, just kind of put you on a bit more edge as you get further into the game. Um, which, you know, again, another kind of subtle trick kind of carrying over from the film world, um, which is just, you know, a lot of just like kind of low frequency stuff that you don't even necessarily notice kicks in um, as you get to some of the more intense parts of the game. Uh, just kind of like, yeah, like subconsciously puts you on on edge. And <laughs> most importantly, he wrote that like little uh, lobby shop um tune that you get when you enter the concession stand (laughs) which he like as soon as i described that to him he was like i'm gonna have fun with this one like this is just gonna be a blast um so yeah like the music definitely like i mean it was like night and day once we added that into the build and was able to actually like play through it with the music added it was huge huge addition to it yeah that's that's pretty great Well, we hit our hour. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about that we didn't get to yet? Uh, we don't mind going, but we never want to hold anyone hostage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, really, like, you know, you, you asked about, like, other things that are coming up, too. And, you know, one thing that's that's really exciting to us is, like, in addition to just growing Atlas and, you know, expanding on the game and improving it and all that kind of stuff is... Um, you know, Dan and I did recently, like we're part of a group that launched this this horror film studio. So we we are kind of actively in production on on some horror films, and you know we we do have this plan to uh, kind of do some some collaborations with Top Right Corner, um, and essentially like expand the the worlds of the the movies that we're creating in like nice. ar and vr so we want to do like full-on games and full-on experiences that you know aren't just like kind of typical like promotional things but are actually like build like actually build on you know the stories and the characters and like everything that we've we've developed in the films so we just kind of see that as like the the future of just entertainment in general is you know, we have all these incredible tools in VR and, you know, being able to have the means to like capture, you know, scans on set and then bring some of those objects into, into, you know, virtual reality is, is really interesting to us. And that's, that's kind of what we did with Belko. Um, Cause you know, Dan was a producer on the film, the Belko experiment. So on set, he was able to, you know, get scans of all the, the rooms and environments they're in and, a lot of that was then used as a basis for, you know, some of the 3D modeling and everything done for the game. Nice. Uh, so, you know, that technology has only gotten easier and 
has only improved. So yeah, we're excited to like kick off a lot of collaborations in that way. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, be able to build all these new, these new, very detailed and immersive worlds in VR for people to experience. That sounds exciting. That yeah. that's really neat. <laughs> yeah. I have to be honest, I'm horror and VR is the only thing that really like gives me issues sometimes, but I <laughs> try to pace myself. But if it's cool enough, I'll I'll make it happen. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. I, I can only play like thirty minutes of like five nights of Freddy's or something before I'm like, I just <laughs> yeah. gotta take a break. You know, my heart yeah. rate is, is too high. I've gotten about five feet in the ventilation system and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, now I'm I'm very lucky that, you know, it just happens to be the company I'm working at. You know, my, my favorite genre of movies has always been horror. So just as it feels very lucky that it's like, oh, the company I work with just happens to also like be doing all this horror stuff that I'm going to be able to work with. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude, let's do it. Um, <laughs> awesome. I definitely think, you know, with, with a lot of that stuff, we're going to try to really experiment with what you can do in vr you know like we don't uh, i think you know both me and eric don't want to just do like normal stuff you know just like oh mm-hmm. you know here's stuff you could do on a desktop but we're going to bring it to vr for no reason you know it's like we're <laughs> going to try to do some stuff that's really out there and really like unique um to vr and i think that's going to be fun for anyone even if you don't like the vr aspect or the horror aspect of it just being able to enjoy the the uniqueness of some of the stuff we're going to come up with in the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw it'd be really neat to like big screen is awesome. Like just with the headset on, like watch a short film or a show, like an episode or something, and then hop into like an experience, like just like a super seamless transition and then just kind of explore it. And so yeah, I'm pumped to see what you guys come up with. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, we know that the tech is only going to get better. The hardware is only going to get better over the next three years. So we can only imagine, you know, by the time we're we're releasing some of these films and, you know, where where that's going to be and what we'll be able to do. So, yeah, we're super stoked for it. After you get like a few movies and games that are linked out, you could have like a little movie theater VR experience where you're watching little little films introducing and you'd be like, I want to go to that one and just launch the game. Oh yeah, that'd be so cool. You don't have to leave the little movie theater. Just like boom. <laughs> yeah, I think about all that all the time. Like I love watching stuff in VR. So yeah. there's so much crossover between the the technologies. Um, and yeah, you know, they're they've always kind of been, at least in my life, very separate. You know, there was like the film stuff I was doing, and there was the you know game and VR stuff I was doing. So bringing that together is just like yeah, super exciting for me. We watched um like. Just being in VR makes it feel like we had to. We haven't watched a movie within a while, but we every weekend we'd watch a random thing in big screen. And we ended uh, what's it called, like Raptor Jesus or Raptor Pastor? Uh, oh, Velocipaster. Yeah, Velocipaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it was one of those movies. Well, like, we well acquainted. Watch that. And then it's like I don't know that I would have watched it unless it was like a group activity, and then VR made that group activity actually happened i don't know that i would have watched the last master without yeah, screen being a thing so the just... pastor is one of those movies that you, you need a, a group of people <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to fully enjoy it you know you, you know, <laughs> cinch up your waist your belt and be like okay let's get this done <laughs> <laughs> it was a ride. 
But uh, how many yeah, more minutes? Wookie and I are brothers, and he's I live in Wisconsin, and he's lived in the Carolinas for the last what twenty years now. So VR really helps make it you know hanging out like more realistic and accessible, and just watching movies like that. Nothing else is just so awesome. So like yeah, we you really feel like you're sitting in a living room watching a stupid movie and making fun of it. (laughs) It's so no, yeah. Totally. Like yeah, my, yeah, yeah, my sister, like I live in LA my sister lives in Chicago uh, and my brother lives in Santa Ana, which isn't too far from, from where I live, but still like an hour out. So um, and <laughs> yeah. And traffic in LA, that's like, you know, 10 hours. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, being able to put on the VR headset and like play mini golf together um, <clears throat> is amazing uh, to like, you know, jump into something like vr chat and just hang out that way like i think we're only at like the beginning of of what, everything that's going to be possible yeah. um and yeah i know that's like the number one question that i get with Ask atlas is like is it going to be multiplayer <laughs> it's like like it's so so tricky to do that at this level like we'd love to and like i love the idea of multiplayer escape rooms and i mean mm-hmm. yeah if this really finds its audience and, and people you know Think really dig it then like we sky's the limit we can definitely like look at all types of expansions um <laughs> but yeah i mean if we could do that at some point i'm i'm totally game i was for gonna it. say like that, that would be fun but maybe that isn't always necessary but then i remember like the one escape room we did and as a group with friends one of our friends is like the best laugh is he he has <laughs> laughed and his shout laugh is like <laughs> would make that game 10 times more enjoyable because there was right you just stick your hand in like a pipe inside a wall to get like a clue or something and then there's little air jets that go off and he's like he sticks his hand in there and he's screaming and pulls his hand out doesn't have the clues so he's got to go do it again he's like i thought <laughs> i thought that um i thought that you guys might want to experience that for yourselves because he was doing <laughs> his hand back in the hole and i was like oh man that would make it I don't care yeah. what the escape room was. I would just sit back and watch him. So yeah, that would, that would make it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, really, you know, all escape rooms, which we've heard some people do this, you know, all escape rooms are really multiplayer in a way where you could always just, you call up your friend, do it at the same time, kind of help each other out with puzzles. Cause you know, Atlas, you know, all of our puzzles are kind of, they're going to be the same every time, you know, which we've kind of mm. intentionally done it that way. So you know, you technically could play co-op in two different sessions, kind of talking to each other, which I've done in games, but it would be nice to have. And and hopefully for, for future stuff, maybe we can explore multiplayer stuff because, and VR is just such a social platform. You know, everyone has a mm-hmm. mic built into it. Everyone, you know, you, you kind of feel more connected to the people around you in VR. So it would be cool to have some some more multiplayer experiences, but it, it off, you know, if someone told me to make multiplayer Atlas in six months, I would have just been like, oh, I quit. I'm going to go find another job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't and worry. That's... Dan crossed that out before he gave you my document. So, uh, yeah. okay, good. There was no mutiny. <laughs> and, um, you know, VR, the, the power of VR is so crazy that, you know, we've been sitting here for an hour and every, th- the first thing anyone ever says when they come in here, oh, I've got pill hands, which you guys both did, which is fine. We <laughs> understand it. But, after about 20 minutes, you really, you still feel like you're talking to someone. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's insane. Like, yeah. I've been gesturing even the whole basic time. Pick, you know, little pills, you're still very descriptive and emotive. And yeah, it's only going to get better and better for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, really quick on that that multiplayer point. Um, yeah, actually, I was actually really surprised by this because I didn't really think about it like as we were designing the game. But a lot of people, like a lot more than I expected, told me that they play the game by like casting it to their TV or their computer and like solving yeah. the puzzles with other people, like either with a group or with a partner or something like that. Hmm. And I think that's so cool because it's like, you know, it's, it really does start to feel like a real escape room in that way. Um, and there was like even one, yeah, there was one like YouTuber who was playing it and said that like her daughter um, <laughs> came in and it was like bedtime or something and then got hooked on the game and was like helping her solve all the puzzles that she was like struggling with um, <laughs> just by like looking at the, you know, the, the PC version being cast onto the the monitor. So hearing stuff like that is like, oh, that's so cool because like, you know, there is like built-in kind of multiplayer in a way that allows you to be able to solve these puzzles with other people. I didn't think of that. that that's pretty cool. Because no. figuring things out as groups is like a real memorable thing. My girlfriend still tells me a story mm -hmm. when they're playing like the OG Mist way back in the day and mm -hmm. their kids and they couldn't figure something out. And their dad was like, you do this? And they couldn't figure it out. And their mom hadn't done any of it. And she sat down and like, you know, you can click and pull like a chain, but they didn't think you could click and hold it or something like that. Her mom clicked and held it and like solved that part of the puzzle and stuff started happening. And they were like, oh my God. And they like threw her out of the chair and then <laughs> sat down and like took over, like get out of here, thanks. You know, and like, like she says that story all the time and it's like such a huge memory for like their family. Right. And it was just like, it's amazing. You know, they solved a puzzle <laughs> in a goofy way, and it's like they still they still talk about it. So, yeah, <laughs> I I actually have a question for you. Um, you know, without spoilers, I'm I'm curious about like what your favorite puzzle is, and then also what the hardest puzzle for you was. Mm. I'm gonna be. I was hoping you weren't gonna ask me that because I want to be honest. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I haven't got past. So I the the. Uh, candy bars he hasn't got past the candy bars. <laughs> the candy bars it's got to be the candy bars. maybe because i'm sitting there behind that counter and i and i really i honestly feel bad that i haven't played more because there's just so many things because mm -hmm. i really love it like it's like the game for me because i love escape rooms but like i mentioned i hate locks and keys it gets i still go do them but it's like i wish it was better this is much better um <laughs> so i've made the combo like I know I have it right, but there's something with those candy bars that aren't working for me. <laughs> I'm like, I have taken out every possible one and done everything you can imagine with it. I'm like, and I don't want to look it up. So I pop in there every so often. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, so I figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we've so, got yeah, the biggest. No, that's... <laughs> yeah, the amount, the amount of people that talk about the candy bar puzzle, they're always like, that one, they're, they either love it because they're like, that one knew I was in for something that was going to challenge me. And other people are like, that was way too difficult for this early on. <laughs> yeah, I think in like the early stages of testing the game, like, yeah, we did like an alpha test and sent it out to a bunch of people who like had no idea what the game was. And uh, I think like I remember reading two like reports back. So we have them like answer a bunch of questions. And the first one was like least favorite puzzle, candy bars next one was favorite puzzle candy bars <laughs> but i was just like uh well that doesn't just, help you guys just saying it's the candy it makes me feel so much better and i know i'll get it because that picture is there and i'm like all right i got this lined up like i i don't know i'll figure it out though <laughs> i believe okay. in you you can do it um, but it's like yeah we've 
like I said, I hopped in, I streamed it. You, you guys shared it. I streamed. I didn't, I just hopped right in and did it. So I'm like, I could look really dumb or I could look really smart. Here it goes. And up to that point, I'm like, I feel pretty good. I'm pretty smart. <laughs> so I was streaming that for like 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to save everyone's time and just stop the stream and go figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. We, we actually, we added like so much stuff post launch to try to make the candy bar puzzle a little bit easier, <laughs> adding some hints here or there. Um, like that sign that, that be... tells you, you know, like all six flavors was not, yeah. was not there originally. <laughs> yeah. I might message you later, but I'm going to, I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cause yeah. I feel bad. Cause I'm like, I love the game so much. I've only been in there for like an hour and there's probably, I don't know how much more time in the game, but that's like the first, well, second room, maybe if you consider the hallway a room, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really like up until that point, you're, you're kind of like handheld a little bit in terms of like, you know, the like the linear nature of the puzzles and everything. Um, and, you know, we, we tried to make it like a bit of an acclimation period where it's like, okay, you know, like these puzzles are like, there's some like familiarity to them, but you know, they're still, they're still tricky and they still require a lot of searching around and, you know, experimentation, yeah. figuring them out. Yeah. That's the first one where it's like, all right, you know, <laughs> welcome yeah. to the big leagues. You gotta <laughs> really, uh, really try like an experiment here and. Uh, yeah, just really kind of like pushing some of the difficulty a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think once people get through that, I think it kind of like this like logical kind of, I don't know, like it really snaps like in your mind. There's yeah. kind of this like logical thing and then they don't really have any difficulty with like the rest of the game. Um, mm -hmm. I like was going to say that because we just went to a renaissance fair this past weekend and this guy was, you know, doing riddles and things and he kind of grabbed us. I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, like I felt so dumb. And then after that one, like I got, I had, I didn't say them out loud cause I wasn't trying to spoil the fun for anyone else, but I instantly was getting them. And I'm like, Oh, I feel good now. But it's the same kind of thing. Once your brain clicks to the right gear, you're like, Oh, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we always like, we go back and forth on that puzzle a lot and like, <laughs> You know, it really is just kind of like the, uh, it kind of like breaks in a little bit for the remainder of the game. And it's kind of like the litmus test of sorts where it's like, yeah. you know, once, <laughs> once you, once you make it through that challenge, then, you know, you're, you're ready like, to tackle the Atlas theater. We just got to get them to this point and then they can't get a refund. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Like I was, I was hoping like you guys saw my stream cause you're like, look at this city. He's been sitting there for 20 minutes on this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like when, when the game first came out, like we watched some streams, and it was it was painful to my soul. Like some people that would just get stuck on stuff. I'm like, it's right there. I made it so obvious for you, please. Yeah, <laughs> this was eight times harder when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even watched like some people play like I Expect You to Die or The Room or whatever, and like you know, you can't help but like yell at the screen. You're like, it's right there. Like there's a screwdriver yeah. right there um yeah and yeah i was like i wonder if i'll feel that with with our game i was like yep <laughs> i definitely do probably worse <laughs> it's yeah. even worse oh good oh okay i'll go ahead um so i was gonna you know <laughs> like yeah if you haven't you're like get, you know gotten past that you have so much cool stuff to like you haven't seen nothing yet like there's so awesome. much yeah. cool <laughs> twist and turns that that happen and 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 cool effects that we've done that were a miracle to pull off that uh, yeah 
Lots yeah, of that's my driving my, force. Like, I have to get through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah and you that, haven't that's even like... seen my, my favorite room yet, which, like, <laughs> is, is a little bit later in the game. But, yeah, it's like, the environment is just so cool. Like, it's so drenched in atmosphere. Awesome. And, you know, I think that's that's one main thing that we did very intentionally, you know, is that, like, how the, you know, the beauty of the rooms is the reward, right? It's so, like, you get to the next room and you're like, all that was worth it. Cause now there's like a beautiful one. like, you got a new soundtrack. Every room has its own soundtrack. So it's like, you know, even when you get from the, the, the shop to the lobby itself, new soundtrack. So, you mm-hmm. know, you get like some new music to listen to. That's like amazing. You get a whole new environment to look at. Um, and then, so that's kind of like your reward for getting to the next area. So like each area you go to is like, you know, this beautiful new place and some, some fun, fun stuff. And, uh, and yeah, no, I think that that's like kind of the driving motivator to <laughs> to get through it, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Crazy. And uh, like I remember, you know, with, with with the shop, you know, how it's all like dark everywhere before you turn on the lights and stuff. It's uh, when I first made that, I kind of made it, you know, I made it dark, but you could still see everything in the lobby. And Eric was like, "No, I want it to be pitch black. <laughs> I want it to be <laughs> where you can't really see anything out there." So that when you turn on the lights, it's like all this was there this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, like I, I always kind of like that in games and like uh, I'm trying to think of some examples, but. Oh, <laughs> so his ends disappear. Oh, it's back. I'm back. Sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to trying to think of some examples, but um, yeah, there's like uh, there's some games where it's like you see that area that you're going to experience later but you can't yeah. quite get there yet. And it's just kind of like a subtle tease as to like, you know, Oh, once you get through this, like, you know, it's like partially obscured. Like, I love that kind of stuff. So this was such a good opportunity where you're like trapped behind that concession stand <laughs> booth, but you know, you can kind of see some like things out in the lobby and uh, yeah. And I know that like lighting is your favorite thing to deal with. So I just wanted to make it as complicated <laughs> as possible. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, and it was, <laughs> I mean, I, I did hate you a little bit, Eric, when when it was like, I had it perfectly working, <laughs> where it was like, you know, like the shop and everything was lit, and like, you know, everything, like originally was lit, and just the lobby was black, and then you, you know, you turn the lights on, the lobby turns on, I was like, okay, cool, I got these two states, I can switch between them, it all works, and he's like, okay, I want a third one, where like the shop's not lit yet, and you're just in the hallway, and then like, you have to turn on the the shop, and I was like... What did I do to you? Like what? <laughs> what past life did I harm you in? <laughs> yeah, like, I, Great. I'm glad this is all coming out now. Just to uh, air all the air all the yeah. frustrations. Yeah, we, we like, like honestly, two. Yeah. 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 Uh, like yeah, the the two lighting things was not too hard. The third one was brutally painful. <laughs> um, yeah, it was all. But I mean, honestly, like you don't really see that in in a VR game. Of this yeah. of the scale, so that's yeah, that was really fun. I mean, because it is pretty crazy how it's like there is just this like sequence of like you're in the same room, but you are activating like different steps of you know power to get the theater mm-hmm. turned on. Um, and that's just yeah, it's like such a unique, a unique like gameplay style. I think people really yeah. respond to it. Just yeah, yeah. And it's already very cool. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it is one of those things where you like I play like expect you to die too. You know, this new game gets, you know, sells all the stuff. And I look at it and I'm like, how come 
we put so much time in our lighting. You guys don't even have shadows. I see your game. There's no <laughs> shadows anywhere. Why did we put so much time into our shadows? <laughs> That's one of the things that makes me almost not able to play some games. In the, like, it almost looks like an old like Sega racing game in the arcade where like there's no shadows. Nothing looks like it's settled or belongs anywhere. Yeah. It's just all yeah. too bright, and it's like I can't even look at this. I get you. Yeah. No. We, we, we put a lot of time in making sure everything looks real and that like lighting comes from a place that there's no like magic lights. There's, there's always like a light fixture that you can see that turns on and off and stuff that you can kind of see. It's like, Oh yeah, that's where the light's coming. It comes out as a cone and it, and, uh, and yeah, it, we put more attention to detail into lighting than probably we could should have, <laughs> but, but it, <laughs> it, uh, it all it's really, it's, 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 yeah, it's hard. I mean, like when you look at a game and you say like, Oh, it looks really good. It's like, well, what does that mean? You know, and it's like it's a combination of like hundreds of different things that, you know, just and, require a lot of work and attention. And lighting is like a life course of its own. Like if you can mm -hmm. be a lighting master and nothing else and still never be short of learning. Yeah. I think it just all adds to the atmosphere, which like I said, the start you guys nailed it, so I wouldn't I wouldn't sell yourself short on that one. Or <laughs> or Hate the fact that you did it. <laughs> yeah, no, it all we, came uh, together. We like it. I mean, there's, I mean, you know that, you know, which in, in the trailer, you know, the the globe puzzle. I know Eric loved the the original globe puzzle so much <laughs> before we changed it. Because um, oh man, yeah, it, it it like we had like a very what we thought was a very simple idea for it, and you know, without spoiling anything of of how it used to be. Um, I, it used to be, you know, a, a two by two Rubik's cube, basically. And we're like, oh, surely you can figure out a two by two Rubik's cube. Like people do three by three <laughs> Rubik's cubes all the time. But it turns out if there aren't, if there's no colors and it's like countries and stuff, <laughs> America like flipped upside down and like where you can only see like half of it. You're like, I'm not exactly sure what that is. <laughs> and this is really, <laughs> really difficult. And and like. Our yeah. game would be like two hours longer if we had the old one on, like the old globe puzzle, <laughs> because that thing was impossible. <laughs> yeah, we that took a long time. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I forgot about how much time that took up, honestly, just trying to figure yeah. out what to do with that puzzle, because, yeah, it was, like, it seemed so simple, like, on paper. It was like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. like, that shouldn't be too difficult. Like, you know, and then... You jump into VR and you're like, oh man, like just spend 30 minutes trying to get these like damn countries to line up. Um, that could yeah. be your tagline if you add that back in with DLC. Like, if you thought the candy bars were hard, wait till you see this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should add a DLC that was like the original version of every puzzle and everyone would be like, this oh, man. is an impossible game. Because <laughs> yeah. color coded a bunch of stuff that wasn't color coded originally. And like certain yeah. puzzles were just. We we again they look so simple when you're just like making them, but then when you actually try it and you're like, you know, he he asked me he's like, oh, did you test it? Did it work? And I'm like, well, I don't know if it worked because I can't freaking like do it. <laughs> I can't solve it. I can't solve it. So I'm not sure if it if like what happens when it when it you know when you finish it actually is happening. So <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, honestly, though, like, I almost feel like it, and it, some of it was just, like, VR unique, like, challenges, too. Just, like, like, this is just, like, 
if this was a 2d game like this wouldn't be as hard but the fact that like you're in vr and it's like walk around the object and just see like all these different things like it's yeah like it's totally different design needs for for puzzles um and like the globe was like you know it's one of those things where it's like oh it feels like really cool because you know it is like this physical vr you know it's this like thing that's like it's a physical presence that you need to like walk around and inspect from different angles to really figure out you know how to solve it and those are the types of things you look for in a vr puzzle game um but yeah it just you know the by the time you're walking around it for like the 30th time you're like okay <laughs> let's rethink this or this is getting too crazy yeah yeah i'm actually gonna have to head out here pretty soon but uh no it's been great um, fun. i yeah. appreciate you guys having me on yeah thank you guys so much like i enjoyed talking to you guys you guys seem awesome hey yeah the game is great <laughs> I will make it past the candy bars, I promise you. Yeah, we need you to finish it. We need you to finish it. I need to go download it and see if I can get done with the candy bars without before PJ does. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably beat cool. him to it. Yeah. Challenge is on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Race each other to the end. I like it. But but yeah, I love like where you guys are coming from and what you're doing. And I, I really hope that you make more and have the chance to make more if that's what you want to do, because even with like the movies and the tie-ins you guys are talking about, that just sounds so awesome. So I, I really hope to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll see something one yeah, way or another definitely. for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's happening soon. Awesome, cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks again. Thank you. If you ever Have need to come night. back and and talk about some more stuff, we're always here. So yeah, <laughs> awesome. Whenever. We'll see Love you to. another six months. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. So, all right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, See guys. you guys. See yeah. you guys. All right. Bye. Freeze. <laughs> it's like that 80s closer where everyone jumps and just freezes. Yeah. Yay, Toyota. <laughs> but for anyone watching this, and, um, I highly recommend this game. I, I haven't gotten too far into it, but that's just because I'm silly. But it is like visually, audially, like it's it's very unique. It's very nice. It's like you want to be in there, even though it's a little creepy. Doesn't matter. It's still that cool to me, anyway. Yeah. So I highly I recommend it. Time frame. I think it's underutilized in in uh, entertainment as a whole. It's just like a such a romantic time frame in U.S. Yeah. history. Like even like I'll be watching. Star Trek The Next Generation, and sometimes when Captain Picard goes into the holodeck, he becomes, you know, <laughs> Dixon Hill, the private investigator, and there's goofy stuff going on, but I'm kind of like, I want to see just more of that. I would like a whole two-hour episode of him just solving a uh, yeah. private dick crime kind of a thing. Because you look out the window and you see those cars trundling by, and I'm like, go oh, follow that thing, you know? <laughs> you know it. Um, yeah. And like he was saying with the theater, like it's kind of some of it's, you know, based off, you know, air quotes reality, but stories, real stories, like mm -hmm. that just makes it even that much more epic. Like it just, yeah. it does really feel like it's a place, which if you've never played VR, it sounds silly, but I promise you, if you got in there, you'd, you'd get it. <laughs> yeah. Just being in a simple environment like this, with like the gorgeous, like 2G textures. And, you know, we've messed up the booth a little bit and just made some chairs around the table. <laughs> it feels so cool just being in this and yeah. imagine you know being in something that's lit properly sorry Cyril, i'll get to it um 
because I didn't, I'm not doing this booth as much justice as it should be done, obviously, but like, you know, putting it in a place that's just lit differently can, can make all that difference. And it sounds like they've taken that really seriously. And lighting's a pain in the ass, especially with lower hardware. The shadows are the worst things. Like, go play, I don't know, whatever it is, Skyrim or um, Witcher 3 or anything, and, you know, on the PC and turn those shadows on high and you, your PC is going to fall over. This yeah. does happen. So, all the work in baking those lightings, it's just a, a phenomenal effort. And it sounds like if you, if you nail it where it's that atmospheric and none of it's like dynamic lighting, that's a, that's a, tra- that's a challenge. It's a huge challenge. And like all the physics, like I, don't, I haven't seen it, but when you guys are talking about the popcorn, it would have been really easy to set up infinite kernels because you just make like one, maybe three kernels that are looking different and turn on physics and dump them all in there. Anyone can do that in like five minutes whether the hardware can handle it is a different story, but yeah. whatever they did to make that simulate it to, to be just good enough to look real in the confines of you know, slower, older hardware, like mobile stuff, like these headsets, that's a, that's a huge pain in the ass too. So like, yeah. yeah, you'd think lighting is fine. You just have a spotlight. You know, you put a gun on the front of your light when you're running on a first person shooter and shine mm-hmm. all that stuff. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of times in people's development cycles where they shine the light at like a busy closet or another thing and it just goes like, oh, no frame rate. Like, yeah. And it's, that shit's tough. But it's, you wouldn't think it's tough because it's like, you just put a fucking spotlight here. Well, that spotlight has to do a huge fucking ton of math and you yeah. turn on refraction and, you know, like the ray tracing nowadays and shit that everyone thinks they need. And some games probably look great for it, but now it's like that, you know, that, mobile game from 2010 doesn't have ray tracing on it i can't play that shit it's like yeah you won't even know it's there (laughs) i applaud people that squeeze the most out of the old hardware it's always the most creative stuff because i don't need high poly i don't need high textures even but like you're really using the hardware to its best ability again coming up with a control scheme that just works and it's a little bit smoother than most things it's a plus because that'll get in the way quicker than you know bad shadow so yep. remember we tried payday 2 in vr and i still haven't gone back to try it because like <laughs> the controls weren't working and then there was supposed to be a mod and the mod like to fix it the mod wasn't working and the mod creator was like oh i don't know what you're running into i'm like i install the game fresh i follow the instructions and it just stands there and i can't walk well, at all like what is this so, yeah because i had the same problem but then one day magically it just started working i'm like what the so yeah. I haven't uninstalled it or touched it since because I don't want yeah. it to break. I but I don't play it because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, then mine doesn't work. Like I think I tried to do the teleport once. I got it working for about five minutes and I was like doing the tutorial where you zip a body in a bag and then I couldn't get in or out. Like I was on some stone or cement steps and there's like a dumpster or something there. You throw the body bag in or something. I can't get in the door. That's as far as I ever got. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I know they're up, updating a non-VR game in VR. No. The, the the finer polish takes point takes you know a lot of time. All right, but, yeah, rant over. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for hanging in there. Long episode, but I think it was well worth it. I enjoyed it. Those guys are great to hang out with. Yeah, um, yeah grab their game, give them some feedback, some reviews. Honest, it's always the best. Hopefully we'll see some extra content and movies and tie-ins and all that stuff where they talked about. That'd be so cool. If you have a negative review, 
negative review, please, you know, auto-translate it to German if you're not German, and then just dump <laughs> it in there and confuse it. Does that sound like it's been through, through for a loop? Don't do that. I might. <laughs> Thanks again, everyone, for hanging out, listening, and watching. Catch us next time. We'll be back. Stay safe. <laughs>